Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Pray Different Podcast. We with the Pray Pray Different Different Podcast. Brought to you by yours truly, that girl, and a bag of chips, where you get to see the raw and real ins and outs of a woman after Christ's heart. I'm Nicole Adela, fearfully and wonderfully made in God's eyes. Period. Uh, it has been so long. I missed y'all. Um, the enemy wanted me in isolation real bad. <laughs> he wanted me to be against my friends, my family, the assignment the Lord had over my life. But we back and we thank God for grace and for strength. Let us open up in prayer. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I praise you. I give you all adoration for this opportunity right here, for this sitting with you right here, Lord Jesus, for the opportunity to be able, Father God, for the obedience, Lord Jesus, that you have placed into my life, Father God, for the strength and the grace, Father God. You are so good. I thank you for breathing your beautiful breath of life into me so that I can fulfill my destiny, Lord Jesus. I'll just pray over this episode that you speak through me and you speak to exactly who you want to hear this, Lord Jesus. I know this is not only for the people under the sound of my voice, Lord Jesus, but it's also for me, Father God. So I pray that you give me revelation understanding and wisdom as I navigate through this episode. Heavenly Father, all glory, praise, and adoration to your name. For in Jesus' mighty name, I pray. Amen. You know, I just, every single time I do a podcast, I feel the Holy Spirit. You cannot do anything. If if it's your assignment, you can't do it without the Holy Spirit. Because if you could do it in your own strength, of course, God's not going to give that to you. But the way I pray is different. When I'm doing an episode, the joy I feel is different when I'm doing an episode. The revelation I get is different when I'm doing an episode. God is just so good. He is so, so good. So we're going to dive straight into it. If you read the title, you know what we're talking about. Yep. And a lot of people like, oh, I don't idolize nothing because I don't buy down to a statue. That don't got nothing to do with nothing. Okay, baby, you idolize quite a few other things. We about to unpack that. Let's start off with pride. Ooh, yeah. Everyone's like, I'm not prideful. I'm humble. Stay humble. I'm him. I'm her. Yeah, that bag, that girl in the bag of chips. Her. No one could ever beat me. Her. And that's not to say, like, you can't compliment yourself or have confidence. But pride can be defined as a lack of humility. When we humble ourselves under the Lord, we're showing him that we need his help that we need his deliverance, that we need his comfort, that we need the Holy Spirit power, because we cannot do this on our own. When we step outside of that and do things to gratify our own flesh, we're being prideful. So when you break your fast because you just feel like you can, you can't survive one more hour, you, you need to eat. Soon as you order the food, you're not that hungry no more, but you're like, look, I already got the food. Might as well. I'm talking to myself. I ain't gonna lie. I am talking to myself right now. Um, you were we're doing raw and real ins and outs, right? We're all adults. You um, are abstaining from sex, but you're masturbating. Baby, you are gratifying your flesh. Let's, let's cut it out. You want to escape the world because you've been working so hard. You've been doing so good. You go to the club. You listening to all the secular music and drinking all the drinks, getting drunk. Baby, you are being prideful. When we're being prideful, we're saying that our own strength is enough to deliver us from whatever circumstances or situations that we have been put in. 
And this calls us to search our heart and understand and ask ourselves, are we even being prideful? Are we being prideful? In what way am I saying, Lord, I got this? Um, I was also listening to Tiffany Montgomery and she was saying, um, I think it was, no, I don't think it was Tiffany Montgomery. It was somebody else on TikTok, I believe. And they were saying um, how there was a time in life where they told God, I know vengeance is yours, but I got this. Ooh, we, what? That's crazy. Um, (laughs) that's, um, being prideful because you, you got it. What God going to give them is not enough. So you just feel like you got to take matters into your own hands. Um, let's think about it in this sense. So our body is a temple, right? That is a host of the Holy Spirit. So think of it in the sense of a house, right? There are so many times where, um, we don't allow the Holy Spirit to enter into a certain room in our body that is a temple. So we want him to enter our mind. Um, Lord, let my thoughts to be your, let, allow my thoughts to be your thoughts. Okay, but we don't want him to examine our heart. We don't want him to open that door and be like, oh, this room is filthy, baby. Let me remodel. That's exactly what you need to do. Because there are some times also when you have a friend come over to your house and you allow them in the living room and in the kitchen. But as soon as they go upstairs, you're asking them to excuse all of the mess. God wants you to take him to the rooms that you don't want anybody else to see. God is asking you to show him those idols that you have put before him and ask him to take that desire away from your your body. Take it away from you. You don't want these earthly desires. You don't want these um, earthly passions. And you want to replace them with things of heaven. Because we need to focus first on the kingdom of heaven and all these other things, all these good things will be added on to you. If you focus on Jesus, keep your eyes on Jesus. My gosh, I was watching The Chosen and, ooh, that show's so good. Um, Of course, I have to cross-reference with my Bible. And then I realized they do put some scenes in there just to let the story keep going. But there was one where Peter was in the boat and he was having a a struggle with his faith. Maybe he was having a struggle with his faith. I brought up The Chosen because they reminded me of the story. Um, But he was struggling with his faith and the disciples were in a boat. Um, there was a storm and Jesus was walking on water and he was like, y'all, it's cool. I'm here. I got this. And Peter was like, Lord, if that's you, tell me to walk on water. All the disciples like, Hey, calm down. You over here testing Jesus. Dang. He ain't got no faith. Like now that's a ghost. And, um, Jesus said, come focus on me. Peter came out, was walking on water soon as he took his eyes off Jesus, soon as his objective was not, or as soon as his objective turned from Jesus, he then began to sink. How many times in our lives do we focus on the things around us and not on Jesus? And we start to feel overwhelmed. We start to feel like um, God isn't with us. Our faith starts to dwindle down. So we need to focus on Jesus. We have to play our part in that. We have to ask. Matthew 7, 7, we have to ask and we have to meditate on the word day and night as well. Meditating on the word, we can understand that we are to focus on things of above, that we are to seek the kingdom of heaven first and foremost, baby. The Bible is basic instructions of life before leaving this here earth, okay? How to live, how things were done. Every single story is a lesson, it's not just a book. It's not just a book to read like, ooh, okay, that was cool. They cool. Well, I don't like her. She weird. 
Um, this was exactly so that we can learn from other people's mistakes. We can learn from the parables that God's that God gives us. Um, and be able to take heed to that instruction and live a purposeful life that God has created us for. So you know we are about to read scripture. You had to know that. But guess what version we're reading from? If you say Amplified, you're correct. Okay. We're going to read Colossians chapter 3, verse 5 in the Amplified version. And I love Amplified version so much because they really just like, there's no room for misinterpretation. Like they put in the brackets, they break it down for you. <laughs> so that's why I like it because um, I also like to cross-reference it against like King James and New King James. Maybe it is so hot in this room. But um, I like to cross-reference it with New King James and King James just so that, um, you know, I'm not missing anything. But it says in Colossians chapter 3, verse 5, Amplified Version, it says, So put to death and deprive of power the evil longings of your earthly body with its sensual, self-centered instincts. Ooh, that's a lot of S's. Immorality, impurity, sinful passion, evil desire, and greed, which is a kind of idolatry because it replaces your devotion to God. Yeah, uh-huh. Paul mentions this so many times to the churches in that time. And I know if he had to write us uh, as a church a letter, he would write a mean one. <laughs> Paul's letters were for correction out of love and for hope that we would get it right. And Paul, that's my guy. He was straight out here killing. He was Saul and he was killing Christians. Look at him now pleading like, please, please stop idolizing these things. Please seek first the kingdom of heaven. Please focus on Christ. Please love your neighbor as yourself. Please love God above all else. Like he's really asking us to focus on Jesus. Um, there were so many issues that the churches were feeding into, especially in the Old Testament. Idolatry was a huge issue in the time of Moses. When people got that um, golden calf made, they were wilding. Aaron was like, yeah, shoot. I mean, Moses ain't came down in a minute, so. Might as well make the golden calf. And this is not to throw Aaron under the bus because we idolize as well. So I have also been in a position of um idol idolizing, idolatry. I almost said idolization. That's insane. Um, But Moses was not having it as he should not. Aaron was just going with the flow. And that's the problem with going with the flow. Be a disruptive thinker. And when I say a disruptive thinker, think against the status quo because the world is not going to be the same as what the Bible tells us. Being a disruptive thinker is disrupting the culture that is the world to now bring in God mindset, godly mindset. But that's another topic for another day. We're going to get into that. I promise we, we will. This is a podcast that could take on forever whenever God tells us. But when God commanded in Leviticus, in Leviticus, a various amount of laws because the people um, were idolizing earthly things over the Lord. But idolatry evidently did not stop in the Old Testament. Um, so it in fact con continued pre, or it was even pre Jesus, the Old Testament. It was post Jesus in the churches of Corinth and Galatia and Ephesus and all of them. And it's still happening today. Baby, I'm talking about right now. You don't even know, but you can be in a form of idolatry right now. And I'm not sure how many times I picked up my phone over picking up my Bible. <laughs> but I've always wanted to try the, like, um, if 
the Bible or my phone challenge and replace picking up my phone with picking up a written Bible, not even a digital one, because you know you could get distracted. Um, I felt conviction while listening to a sermon, um, and it caused me to reevaluate what I spend my time on. Once again, if you remember my podcast on the one on time, um, you will see how much time you're spending on things that will not edify you, that will not bring glory to God. Um, I just thank God for the Holy Spirit. He's just, oh, God is such a giving father. He's so good. Oh, he baptized us with the Holy Spirit because I avoid so many storms and situations because of his loving correction. Bro, but let's pause for a second. Hold on, hold on. God is so good. Jesus endured death and resurrected to save us from eternal damnation all because of love? Bro, I want to love like God real bad. Like, real bad. Imagine. uh, You've been pulling the heaviest weight of your family, and they start telling folks that they did it on their own. Like, oh, I did this. You know, like, say, for example, your family is struggling with bills, and then you come through every time. You're like, don't worry about it. I'll pay the bills. And they go out and they start boasting like, oh, yeah, mm -hmm, I paid all my bills. My bills are paid. I did my thing. Um, Um, That would make you mad, too. God straight delivered the Israelites out of the hand of the enemy. And they're like, that's cool and all, but this gone calf, golden calf, it's going to do it every time for us. <laughs> Wrong. Wrong. But like I said, we cannot, con- we cannot judge them or condemn them because we fix our gaze on the wrong thing sometimes too. Oh, you want some examples? Say no more. Some people can idolize their situations. Some people can idolize worry. Like, bro, really sit and think about what idolizing is and the fact that people worry so much that they forget to worship and praise God. Worship first and watch your worry dissipate. People idolize depression. And I'm not saying depression is not a real thing, that Christians cannot get depression. I don't know where that narrative came from because these things really do happen. But people would rather prefer be depressed than seek the help that they can easily access. I'm not saying everyone gets that um, opportunity to those resources, but some people idolize depression so much that they would rather be depressed than use the resources that they are being handled or handed to them. Um, Some people idolize confirmation. Like, Lord, if this is for me, confirm it. They're not even looking for God in it. They're just looking for the confirmation. Lord, if this person is for me, tell them to say pillow randomly. Just randomly say pillow. And they're just sitting and they're waiting to hear pillow. They're not even like, oh, glory to God. They're exhibiting all the fruits of the spirit. Oh, glory to God. This can be someone that can help me in purpose. Oh, glory to God. Their story has taken them from where they were to where they are now. Glory to God. You're just focused on hearing the word pillow. Yeah. Some people idolize sexual, sexual immorality. Born masturbation i mean this is <laughs> raw and real ins and outs right okay some people idolize their phone you cannot live breathe think eat sleep without your phone first thing you do when you wake up touch that phone you sitting on the toilet touch that phone like golly sometimes take a breather how about you fast from your phone Oh, you won't know, but I need it though because when people try to contact me and da da da, people idolize social media. What are they saying? What's 
What's the coolest trend nowadays? How do I need to live my life? Images, lifestyles, money, money, (laughs) get rich or die trying. Like, no, because you're going to be a billionaire here and, and face our father and be confused when he says, turn away from me. I never knew you because you was chasing after the money, earthly currency. You were not increasing your faith. You were not being a disciple or a fisher of men. You were not being a disciple. You were trying to get the money so you can get all the flashy things. But your riches in heaven were not accumulating because you were not feeding your spirit. You were feeding your flesh. Come on, man. Don't get me started because I was there. I was there. I felt like I needed the money. Like I needed to get money. Like the hustle, I craved the hustle. I would wake up like, mm, I can just taste the hu- the hustle. I was always tired and always hustling and still not being satisfied. But when I realized that I just needed to p- depend on Jehovah Jireh, God, our provider, baby, I was satisfied with that. And let me tell you, it just did so much for me and my mindset. It eased a lot of stress and a lot of worry because I knew that if I needed to do it, God will provide for me. Oh, my gosh. If you need to do it, God will provide. It will be provided. Everything will be provided. God knows you need a house. It will be provided as long as you are dwelling in him. As long as you are focusing on him first, he is going to provide for you. He knows you need a car to get to that job that he blessed you with. He will provide for you. If it isn't what we need for the advance to the destiny we were created for, then it it falls outside of the scope. We tend to focus on what we don't have and don't realize all that we do have. It's easier said than done, but if you sit down and list all the things that you do have, you'll be more grateful. You have a house. If you don't have a house, you have an apartment. If you don't have an apartment, you have a flat. If you don't have your own place, you're sharing with someone. You have a shelter. You have food. You have water. You have a job. Even if you hate it, it could be character development for an assignment that Jesus has for you. Or it can even be a Jesus assignment at that job. There's a reason that you're hating that job because there's a spirit there that's just irritating your soul. And once you speak to that one person and they listen because the Holy Spirit has softened their heart already because he went before you and he is with you as you're speaking to that person, man, you don't even know. That job can be the best job you will have after that breakthrough as long as you are obedient because he could be placing you in a Jesus assignment. Woo! (sighs) Just realize who gives and who can take away but doesn't because of grace and love. Baby, I mean, we are the body of Christ, right? If your right hand gets dirty, to properly clean it, you need the other hand. You need help with your dirtiness, with your sins. You need Christ and community. That's so important. You need Christ and community. If you're trying to properly wash your right hand, you need your left hand to rub your hands together under the water with the soap to cleanse your hands. So you need Christ, who is the soap, who washes the sins away. And you need community, which is your other hand, the other part of the body, because we are all a body of Christ. Come on, hold each other accountable according to the word. The Bible says if you're going to judge, judge righteously and not just, okay, they're sinning. Okay, are you going to go help them? 
Because Galatians 6.2 says that we are supposed to help each other. We're supposed to carry the burden. We're supposed to confess our sins to each other to help each other grow in the kingdom. It's not sitting there talking about what you did here, here, and there and laughing about it. Okay, you can laugh about it, but what's next? What's the next step? Hold each other accountable according to the word. Join together in prayer. Fast together. Challenge each other. Don't always tell your friend what they want to hear. Don't tell your friend what they want to hear if if that's not going to help them. I challenge us all to sit with the Lord and pinpoint the areas in our life that may be replacing God with something else. Your screen time is the equivalent to your Bible time. Oh, that's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and end it. <laughs> Let's pray, y'all. Heavenly Father, I thank you. I praise you. I give you all adoration because you not only spoke to the people under the sound of my voice, but you spoke to me. Lord Jesus, I thank you and I praise you and I give you all adoration. And I just ask that spending time with you is just not a point or a, a bullet point to check off on our daily agenda, Father God. But it is a time where we really sit and seek your face and your character, Lord Jesus, and assume that character that you have laid out for us in the Bible, Heavenly Father. Lord Jesus, any area of our lives where we have been idolizing it, where we have been putting it over our obedience to you, Father God, where we have been loving it more than our obedience to you, Father God, I break that covenant in the mighty name of Jesus. The covenant of worry, Father God, the covenant of trying to fit in comparison, Lord Jesus, the covenant that we have with the love of money, the covenant that we have with lust, with pride in the mighty name of Jesus, Father God, I hereby denounce, renounce, and divorce those covenants in the mighty name of Jesus. Father God, we repent. We ask for your forgiveness, Father God, for lusting after those things, for longing after those things, for chasing those things over chasing you, Father God. Lord Jesus, we now plead the blood of Jesus towards the breaking of this covenant, Father God. Lord Jesus, we ask that you come and you take total control, that we are now in new covenant with you, Father God, that we are humble, Father God, that our minds, our hearts, our spirits, our soul, our body, Lord Jesus Christ, is all a living sacrifice, Father God, to you, denying our flesh daily, Heavenly Father. Lord, we thank you, we praise you, we give you all adoration and ask that you take all the glory, Father God. We praise you for in Jesus' mighty matchless name we pray. Amen. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit eats down on prayer every single time I do a podcast. Like, come on. How I just come into breaking covenants, bro? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Thank you all so much for your love and support. All the people that say they listen to my podcast. All the people that are asking me when's the next podcast. I just thank you for the push. I love you all so much. And I finally posted the third part of the faith series. I know. My bad, y'all. My bad. Never forget to shoot ideas, questions, or comments to my email or IG or my phone number if you have it. The Holy Spirit speaks through people for me as well. So I'm not dodging any blessings. So if you if the Holy Spirit is telling you to tell me something, go ahead and tell me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> All right. God bless y'all. Love y'all. Bye.